0: Their membership consists of Utah's outdoor manufacturers, retailers, outfitters, and guides. Member benefits include networking opportunities, recruitment of talent, and brand promotion. More information about volunteering and membership is available at utahoutdoor.org. On this episode, we talk with Carly Lanch, the Regional Trails Planner for Cache County, Utah. We talk about the importance of active transportation and trails projects. She's working on and the exciting future of trails in Northern Utah. Hey, welcome back everyone. This is Chase and joining me today is Carly Lanch, um, the regional trail coordinator for Cache County, newly appointed. Welcome. Thanks for joining me.
1: Very newly appointed.
0: Well, when did you start the role?
1: I started um, the end of June, 2020. That's so awesome. 2020 well, is the year of curveballs, but I'm happy to have landed here. Really grateful. So thanks for having me on.
0: Of course. Well, it's great to have you back. Um, maybe you can share a little bit about your your backstory. You mentioned that you've spent some time here in Cache Valley and, and now you have the opportunity to come back. Maybe if you could share a little bit about your connection to the Valley.
1: Sure. Yeah. So uh, just for a personal background, I grew up in the Park City Area and um, also in the Camas Valley, and I keep finding really great things to do here in Utah. So I haven't I um, haven't left yet. Uh, I actually did my freshman year of college up here, um, and was an Aggie, and that was fantastic and great. But I kind of had a change of heart at the end of the at the end of my two semesters and wanted to study something else that wasn't really offered at USU. So I found myself at the university of Utah and I've been there the past six or seven years. Um, and I ended up, uh, pursuing a degree in urban ecology. So.
0: That's awesome. What, what, what drove you to that? I guess what, what, what like piqued your interest in urban ecology and did you have a love of trails growing up or I guess what, what kind of piqued your interest in that? Was Mm -hmm. it growing up in park city you're surrounded by trails and that's kind of what Mm -hmm. you knew or. How how'd you get into yeah, that?
1: Definitely. So um I actually came up here to USU to study conservation ecology. Hmm. And um my my grandparents have a legacy of conservation. They started the Henry's Fork Foundation, um, which is based out of kind of Ashton Island Park, Idaho area. So I've always kind of had this um these role models in my life that focus on conservation and um open space preservation and and things like that. And my family, my mom runs marathons. My dad's a big, big mountain biker. So it's kind of something that I've grown up with. Um, when I came up here, I, I kind of had a change of heart and wanted to study kinesiology, actually, which I believe that they have a program up here. But mm-hmm. for some yeah. reason, I just kind of felt drawn to being in Salt Lake where there was more action kind of going on. Um, and I took an introductory urban ecology class Just to fulfill a general elective credit. And it opened my mind and my heart to the world of active transportation planning, um, meaning being able to create and design spaces for um, people to bike and walk places and, you know, kind of, it looks at the systems in our communities kind of from an ecological um, lens. So. And of bringing in natural spaces into our community, public spaces and, and things like that. So I uh, dove deep, <laughs> switched my major for the second time and, and have been, I haven't looked back. It's been great.
0: So that's awesome. It, that's a good feeling when you like find your thing, right. And find what you're passionate about. Um, school, school's a lot easier when you're passionate about what you're studying, right. And work, work is a lot easier when you, when you love what you do too. So best of both worlds for you. Um so what what happened after graduation? Um I I it sounds like you worked on a few a few really interesting projects. Like when when did you feel like you started to get your hands dirty and, and get involved? Um, you know the the work became real, right? It wasn't just textbooks yeah. anymore. Like what were some of those first projects for you?
1: So um uh when I was still a student, I was lucky to get an internship with Alta Planning and Design, which is a pretty notable name for a consulting firm. Um in the active transportation world, they pretty much solely work and, work and focus on pro- projects related to AT, active transportation. And I landed an internship there and got to work on some uh, tactical urbanism projects, actually in Clark County, Nevada, which is where Las Vegas is. Hmm. And so we made pop-up intersections, pop-up meaning like temporary kind of installations of curb extensions. And um, crosswalks that made streets a whole lot safer. And if you've been to Las Vegas or any of the municipalities that kind of sprawl outside of it, um, it's not a very safe place to walk around. Mm. So that was kind of fun to, to see how we could build, you know, connections within the city that made people have better access to the, to some of those like regional trail networks that they have throughout the county. Um, so that, that was, that was great. And then, um, I was hoping to land a full-time job there actually. And, uh, it, it, they, they kind of were like, okay, you can keep interning kind of in perpetuity, but it didn't have that full-time kind of, um, check mark that I wanted. And anyways, I ended up, uh, taking a seasonal job in Japan, so (laughs) did another 180. And I taught skiing in Japan for, for a season, which was awesome.
0: That sounds awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then, and then what brought you back? I mean, it was probably nice to just go and refresh, go do something different. Um, and then come back. Um, I guess, I guess what happened in between then and, and then finding out a bit about this position or was that, you know? So
1: yeah, there's, there's some space between, uh, so I got my exposure and my t- my kind of feet wet in the active transportation world through that that time at Ulta Planning. And then when it wasn't really looking like it was going to blossom into a full time job, I decided to kind of be blown by the wind a little bit. So I had a seasonal job in Japan for a little while. I came back to Utah and just kind of hit the ground thinking, okay, what do I need to do to to navigate into the kind of role that I want to be in? And I know that I love active transportation or I know that I love trails and open space and conservation and kind of that that whole nexus of public interaction with with land Um, and I I got a different internship this is my advice to all students since I was I was in the same position not too long ago is take any internship that you can if it's, it's serving you but even if it's not exactly in line with what your your interests and your dreams may be, no experience is wasted, it will help shape you and mold you um, for that position um, or opportunity when it opens up. Um, But when I came back from Japan, um, I got another temporary job with uh, the Central Wasatch Commission. Mm -hmm. And the Central Wasatch Commission is a really, really interesting model if you're from Utah, you might have heard of the Mountain Accord. And um, that was kind of a a come together between the ski resorts, the Forest Service, UDOT, UTA, people who own property in the Cottonwood Canyon saying, Okay, uh, we need to figure this out. We gotta talk to each other. How are we going to, you know, plan for growth in the valley with pressure on our, you know, our water and um Transportation and open space and all of the biodiversity in the canyons. So um, that's that's pretty much what the Central Wasatch Commission is: is a an interlocal government um, where all these different voices are brought to the to the table to kind of figure things out together. So I got to be a fly on the wall for a lot of conversations uh, related to you know um, whether or not they're going to adopt a. National Conservation and Recreation Area Act, you know what are we going to do with the the buses and and all of that, so I did the social media and outreach work for the commission, and I just thought it was invaluable to be a fly on the wall um during all of those those conversations,
0: so well, I imagine being a part of those conversations or or being involved or at least you know hearing them being that fly on the wall you know, helps prepare you for a, a, a long career in, in this type of work because it involves so many different parties, right? Like you yeah. said, uh, private stakeholders to, you know, d- transportation entities, the state, federal, local, um, you know, BLM, Forest Service. There's so many different parties invested in active transportation and trails. And you've got to navigate, you know, working with each of them, um, mm-hmm. which I imagine really helped prepare you for, for this type of a role. Um, you know, I guess, how did you come across this position?
1: Well, so, um, I was with the central Wasatch commission for a year or so. Um, at the same time, uh, you know, you have to pay the bills. I was working for Salt Lake County in the recording office. Hmm. And so if you're, um, you know, if you need to know where your property line is or who's on title for your home. You go to the recorder's office. So I was kind of doing that um, at the same time as, as helping with their outreach, which kind of fulfilled. I mean, it it paid the bills and it was great, but it wasn't the, wasn't the fit for me. So I stayed there for six months and saw a, uh, a job open up with the BLM, the Bureau of Land Management. Um, BLM can have a different meaning now to a lot of folks. Yeah. And, um, I got a, um, a job as via, um, kind of doing recreation planning and site design for a, it's called the old Spanish national historic trail, which is a fascinating slice of American history. And it's a, it's a historic trail that connects Santa Fe, New Mexico to Los Angeles, California. Mm. And so it traverses through Utah and it's a, it's a pack mule route. Um, So we learned all about, or my role um, at the BLM was to kind of facilitate recreation planning and trying to elucidate that history and get people to be able to use parts of the trail because it's, for the most part, um, it can be just an invisible congressional line on a map that people don't know about. So we got signage on the ground and interpretation with the park service to help educate people about this really interesting history, which I could go off about, but.
0: That sounds amazing. Um, and, and again, like all the while you're picking up, you know, all these skills and learning how to work with different agencies and, um, you know, just, it seems like every role that, like you said, right. Every internship, every job, like you pick up something, um, and none of it is wasted. Right. And it helps form you. (laughs) Um, you know, it, it, And I guess what, what was your next stop after, after the BLM?
1: So I was doing the BLM and the central Wasatch commission at the same time for a long time, um, for about a year. And then I, uh, and then I launched into cash Valley because the way that the federal government works in some, in some ways is they, they will, um, try to buy cheaper labor, (laughs) cheaper skilled labor by going through third parties through like I was hired and contracted through ACE, the American Conservation Experience. Um, So I had a temporary role. And knowing with COVID uncertainties and, you know, the way that the economy was that I needed to start looking for work again um, because I wasn't sure if my contract there would be renewed so it kind of pushed me into the job hunt and when I found I saw the regional trail coordinator position open up. I thought to myself after I read the job description, like, okay, wow, that is that's my dream job. It melds, you know, the public engagement, the, you know, open spaces, the trails, the community and active transportation all into one one thing. So when I got the call, I, I think I screamed to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Really excited. So I feel really honored to be up here. And um it's been it's been nice to kind of start to build a network up here. And you know, I'm not an expert here yet. The people who live here, the people who visit, but mostly the people who have been here for a long time, they know this place like the back of their hands, you know, they have a whole wealth of information.
0: Well it seems like that's such a that seems like such a big part of the position, right? Is just understanding the people, the place. Um, and a lot of listening, right. A lot of gathering of information and data and, and just trying to understand like where you are and, and what these places mean to people. And, and, and then you can, yeah. you know, start to, to work with those people. You know, it seems like a lot of building bridges. It's probably what a lot of the the job is at the beginning is just starting to establish those relationships. Like you said.
1: Exactly. That's exactly where I'm at still. Um, there is a lot. I mean, Cache County is a smaller place, but there's still a lot of people that are invested in our trails. And um, I think there's 19 municipalities in Cache County. So they all have their little, um, you know, governments and staff people. Some of them have staff people. Not not all of the towns up here have staff people yet. But um, yeah, lots, lots of new faces. And it's been fun so- to be back in a, a landscape that I have a lot of fond freshman year memories with, you know, yeah. and I think there's certain things that you learn about um, being up here uh, only from like have going to school here, like learning about the nunnery or like, you know, those little like local legends. You don't really get that um, all the time. It's, it's kind of fun to have your ear to the ground as a student, whether you know your ears to the ground or not.
0: Totally. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's like these little cultural things um, that you only pick up when you're in certain circles. Right. Um, And so now Mm -hmm. I imagine you're on the hunt to try to figure out what those circles are, right. And get yourself (laughs) into those conversations and, and find out. Um, Well, I'm curious. So seven years between when you were here as a student and, you know, since you, you've come back um, from a, a trails and active transportation standpoint, a lot has happened. I feel like in cash Cash county um yeah. i mean even i think we didn't even have a trails position at that point when no, you went to school a, right
1: four years ago i think 2016 is when the develop the, the position was developed so
0: right so a lot has changed um from your perspective uh, what are some of the major changes that you've seen as you're kind of embedding yourself back into the community um What are, what are some of the main, main things that you've seen or, you know, the positive things that have happened in the community?
1: Yeah, I think one of the greatest things that I've noticed is the connection between the campus and the mouth of Logan Canyon. You know, there's a lot of trails that can just put you right into the, to the mouth of the Canyon and the high line that's brand new. And that's such a cool vantage point over the mouth of that Canyon that was not there before. And I do have to say that my lens of looking at a landscape has changed drastically since the last time I lived here. So it's 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 kind of hard to compare like what there was versus what there is now, just because I see things so differently. Um, I don't know if that if that really makes sense, but um, oh, it
0: does for sure. Any, any other, any other major things that you feel like? I mean, besides, you know, Cache Valley has, has grown a lot. I mean, yeah. campus is very different. Campus
1: um, has roundabouts. There were not roundabouts when I was here. Well, and
0: that was definitely, that was definitely a conversation. That was, that was a big issue here, right. Um, In a small town to get roundabouts and trying to educate Uh people on how to use a roundabout. And Uh And um, you can still
1: see as a, when, you know, when you're biking or driving through a roundabout, you can still see the hesitation
0: uh people
1: who really adapted (laughs) fully to be able to use them smoothly. I mean, people figure it out because it's relatively intuitive, but Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, well, I, I'm curious, I guess, you know, I'm going to take another step back. What excited you about um, this position in Cache Valley? Um, I know there's, there's probably elements of the, the position that were really interesting, right? B- you know, taking active transportation and trail work yep. and blending that together and the opportunity to work with, you know, different stakeholders. And um, it's just a really cool position. It, was there anything about Cache Valley that you thought was really interesting, like this opportunity to come into this community yeah. and do this work?
1: So um, yeah, that's it. That's a great question. So I lived in Oakley in the Camas Valley, mm-hmm. and that's kind of rural. You know, there's a lot of people that have been there for five or six generations, and they are very like loyal to their valleys, and they love it, and it's a tight knit community. So I I kind of was an outsider into that world um, when I moved from Park City to Oakley um, when I was younger in high school, and you know, I went to high school in Park City and that was very much so my community, but the open space in Oakley and just the small town feel, even though I wasn't super tight knit with the community itself, it just kind of stole my heart. And Salt Lake is great. It's a, it's a bigger city. I mean, people from actual bigger cities, (laughs) they come in there, they're like, Oh, Salt Lake is so cute. You know, the downtown is so quaint. And you know, Salt Lake really is the biggest city I've ever lived in. And so when I had the opportunity to come to a place that's rapidly growing and still has that kind of feel uh, that Oakley does, it just, that totally sold me. Um, So when I come up out of Sardine Canyon into the valley, it's just the open space. It's like you can almost feel your blood pressure going down a little bit. Um, It's just gorgeous. So. That that's one reason, and then my parents actually left me in Utah. <laughs> they're uh, they're in Island Park, Idaho now, and I'm mm. just a little bit closer to them, which is great. Yeah, don't have to deal with the I-15 traffic and <laughs> Salt Lake to get up there now, and and so yeah. Um,
0: that's awesome. Yeah, I I think um, I imagine for someone in your role like the open space, the proximity to outdoor recreation opportunities, the proximity to trails. I mean, Salt Lake is similar in that way where it's so close to the mountains. But for some reason, Logan just feels that much closer, right? Where your campus yeah. is like, it's literally five minutes away um, mm-hmm. from from a canyon. Um, there's Maybe it's not that much closer, but it feels that much closer to me. Yeah, um, I think
1: it really depends on where you are and on the Wasatch Front. Logan definitely has unique attributes for sure.
0: Right right um so i guess i guess now that you've kind of embedded yourself and you're learning about some of the the you know what has happened um i guess we weren't going to talk about specifics, right? right? Cause you're kind of just getting caught up to speed on what's happened here. And, um, but, but are there some projects that you feel like you've, you've learned about since being here that, that really excite you? I, I guess a couple that, you know, Dayton, your, your predecessor and I have talked a little bit about that have been really exciting. Um, the blue, the blue trail master plan, you know, getting put into mm-hmm. effect, for, like really utilizing the Logan river more, um, connecting, parks and trails, I know is a big emphasis. Uh, we had Russ Akina from, from parks on as well, talking about like that focus, uh, you know, on connecting parks by, you know, with trails. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I bet he's, he's a great supporter. I mean, he's kind of continued, you know, carried, carried the baton a little bit, I imagine between the transition. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess, what are some of those other, maybe some of these current projects that you're kind of you know jumping into right now yeah, well, what, what excites you.
1: I do want to just compliment Dayton. He paved the way here. He, you know, got he created and got the plan adopted for the first active transportation and trails master plan here in Cache County, which is mm-hmm. huge because that, that creates the guidance and the kind of template that we need to achieve these regionally significant um, projects. And be able to get them done, but um, yeah, I mean the blue trail, which is the idea of well, just for people that are listening and who might not know what a blue trail is, um, it's an aquatic trail. So you're not walking it; you're in a a paddleboard or a carry-in watercraft of whatever kind, and you can get from point A to point B that way. And so we're. Dayton helped uh, the city get some funding um, through the Utah Office of Outdoor um, Recreation to kind of get phase one um, going with that. So we're going through and assessing hazards right now, like what kind of rebar stakes from Utah State University studies are in the water that might be a hindrance or, you know, what needs to be removed that way. Um, So that's been fun and and I think over the next year, year and a half, people will see more signage and have more kind of understanding of what types of section of river they can get into here in the valley. Right. You know, what's family friendly, what's that double black diamond kayaking <laughs> section, you know, so we can meet everyone's kind of needs. So
0: I feel like I feel like the Logan River project is is one of those that I feel like it's it's waking people up to how Close outdoor recreation opportunities are. I think if you live in Cache Valley, sometimes you take for granted how close things really are. And it, I feel like, especially that Riverwoods area, where you know you've had trees cleared and brush, and mm-hmm. and the river has really been, um, you know, made visible uh, from Main Street. Yeah. Uh, that's one of those where I feel like people are driving by and they see people fishing or they see someone dropping yeah. in a, a kayak or paddleboard. And I think that's, that's probably exciting for you to think, oh, there's probably people now who are going to see that you can use the river and are then going to go use the river, whereas maybe they wouldn't have ever thought about using it. Um, in yeah, the past. Definitely.
1: And, you know, the hope and um, the hope is that you can kind of fuse this recreation with a sense of ownership and stewardship of a place, mm-hmm. you know, like you don't want to expose a place and then have a million people go there and trash it. Like that yeah. is not what you want for biological you know ecological sensitivity and um just preserving the kind of scenic character of a place um so i think you know with developing anything there's kind of those threats and i think that the way that we're going to be bringing the blue trail to life is you know with appropriate signage and there's going to be garbage cans and you know hopefully people will Will love the river so much and love that it's this sense of wild and fun you know bit of nature in their community that they'll that they'll help you know take care of it
0: right well that it has got to be exciting for you to get dropped into a few of these projects i know that i russ akina was on and and he was talking about a study to to see if there's a possibility of of connecting trails under main street kind of along Mm -hmm. the Logan river. So you're, you're getting dropped into so many projects. I imagine it's probably, probably fun, but also you're doing a lot of catching up. Um, that's gotta be (laughs) exciting.
1: A lot of homework that I have to do. And you know, it's, it's all good, but, um, I just am, I'm listening a lot right now and asking a lot of questions and I think it'll be so incredible when that key linkage linkage underneath Main Street is completed at some point in the future. Um, We don't need to dive into that. And I probably didn't dive into that too much because, you know, Russ already talked about it and I don't want to get anything wrong but
0: yeah if people wanted to dive into that they can jump on and listen to the the episode with russ he we kind of went in depth on that but he mentioned yeah there's studies that have got to happen but but that was definitely i'm interested in that idea too this idea of connecting communities because right now you have main street that kind of acts as a divider between Mm -hmm. west side and east side and and the opportunity to connect you know just, just kind of break down the barriers so that people can flow, you know, between West and East and along the trails is really interesting. Um, I, you know, with that, uh, you know, do you, do you mind sharing a little bit about, um, kind of the importance of, of this role being focused on active transportation and trail building I know Dayton and I talked about this in a previous episode. Um, but, but I think we both thought it was really interesting and significant that this role is focused on, it's a combined role. It's not, okay, an mm-hmm. active transportation person and a trails person. It's, it's one role. And maybe that's the nature of, of our community where we're so close to the mountains, we're so close to trails. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's your take on that? Why, why do you think it's so important that these, it's, you know, this work happens together? <laughs>
1: Well, if we look at our transportation system as it stands, it primarily in the U.S., largely it just focuses on vehicular access to point A and B. And when you look at it from a human scale, the entire system shifts and it's not the same system anymore. So, you know, trails, um, anything on a bike, that's more of a human scale kind of relationship between point A and point B. And I think that it's really unique and we have some people that are kind of visionary in a sense that we're able to see that, you know, we're looking at the same sort of scale with both of these, with trails and with active transportation. So why don't we have someone who's kind of bird's eye view at the whole bigger picture um, to kind of link those together? So um, you asked me a little bit ago about, you know, what kind of projects have you been dropped into the middle of? and one of the things that that Dayton and a fair and peer study um kind of laid the groundwork for is called the cash bike way
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so you it sounds like you you and Dayton have chatted about that uh, a little well, bit
0: not as much in our conversation, so it'd be great if you if you got into that if you would I don't mind.
1: have any really major updates on it unfortunately, I'm still you know trying to. Understand the whole the whole bigger picture and you know where the money currently is and how we can get lines <laughs> striped on the ground, um, but it's a kind of variety of treatment types for the road. So like sharrows, advisory bike lanes, you know, just separated bike lanes or shared use paths, basically that connect Richmond all the way south to um, Hiram. So for bikes, so you know, that would be pretty pretty incredible to to reach the finish line with that project. There's already been so much work into studying, you know, what roads should these facilities be put on? Where do we need to drop the speed limit or not? So that, you know, it's an acceptable, you know, treatment for the road. So so we'll see what happens with that. But that kind of highlights the regional human scale transportation from the bird's eye view. And it was culminated into that that plan so you can google that and there's a website for it and you can see kind of where where the route will be
0: right we'll include that in the in the description for this as well if people want to visit that um yeah he shared a little bit of some of his moonshot type projects that he was super passionate about and and mentioned that that is one of those um you know the the tunnel underneath you know main street you know he talked about a few of those that he'd really love to see happen um but it seems like bike bike lanes that's one of those things that um more and more is is becoming an issue here in the valley i think we have more and more cyclists more more people getting yeah, into cycling
1: yeah we have more cyclists here than really anywhere else in the state really so there's a demand for it
0: yeah. And, and I, I, there's gotta be a correlation there between, you know, we have some longstanding cycling events that have been here, you know, between mm-hmm. Loto and now the Grand Fondo and Little Red and, and, you know, the centuries that are here, you know, the tour of Utah that comes every other year to Cache Valley. Um, so it really seems like there's a culture of cycling, um, that has really grown Aggie blue bikes, I should mention, you know, the kind yeah, of the sun, sunrise and joy ride, um, you know, from a bike shop perspective. Mm-hmm. So it seems like that's got to help on, f- from your perspective. That's got to help when you have a community that's, de- you know, demanding active transportation, you yeah. know, it probably makes your case a little, I would hope it makes your case easier when you're trying to trying to get some of these uh, projects through. But. I
1: think so. I think it's just having community support really is what makes anything happen. Um, and seeing that there is kind of a culture of cycling up here already, I mean, do- predominantly people get from point A to B by a car here. Mm-hmm. That's not unusual for a city in America. But um, it is exciting that there is. You know, people are already receptive, and and it's been great. I live close to Logan's downtown, and my bike ride is so short. To get to work, Mm -hmm. it almost feels like I'm cheating. Like it's not a long enough ride, but uh, the kind of the scale of things here, it's actually attainable.
0: Um, The the other thing I was going to mention is really just the, I guess the backstory behind your position. Um, I think it's really interesting when you have a community that has really bought in and is really supportive of this. Not every community. Um, well, I feel like every community says we love trails, right? We like trails, Mm -hmm. but not every community is willing to put their money where their mouth is, right. And commit to have a position, right. Um, and maybe you could share a little bit about how does this usually work in other communities? It it seems abnormal to me to have someone who's kind of this hybrid active transportation trails person. Not every community has this. So I I think we're really lucky and I want to hit that home.
1: I think that we are lucky. Um, I think it's pretty forward thinking on behalf of Cache County and all the different um, towns that kind of collaborate in advocating for this position. So um, it it does speak volumes to where Cache County's values are, um, which is fantastic. You know, if you look at a a bigger county such as Salt Lake County, they have a full staff of people that focus on parks and recreation and open space. And then you know you look at other counties which are more comparable to our population size, and they don't necessarily have have that. So right. it is it is unique that Cache County has has someone in these shoes. So
0: right. really, this isn't just you, right? Like this this you know trail building, um, you know, th- just building all out of this infrastructure out the planning. Like this is a community effort, right? And. Yeah, I imagine it helps when you can make connections with people in the community who know the community, like you said, mm-hmm. those stakeholders who really know know this this region. Um, so I I hope I hope we can help get people involved. I, I know there's probably still people around from from you know past committees, but um, hopefully people can get involved in in those yeah, opportunities. And we'll include directions on how to get to that website as well.
1: Awesome, that's great. And um, yeah, I mean. Projects happen because there's people behind them mm-hmm. and I'm a single person, so I can't do everything, but I'm really fortunate to have a lot of motivated people in this community that can kind of help me, help guide me and uh, point me in the d- different directions uh, to get things done. And, and um, yeah, I, cu- I couldn't echo that enough that it's important to have community support to get things done.
0: Right. Well, I I think we're. This is kind of getting into a good place to to wrap up the conversation. Maybe we'll do a part two in the future as you get more <laughs> settled in, for sure. But um, I guess, what are you excited about in the future? I and mean, it doesn't have to be specific projects, but what are you looking forward to in the coming months? Hmm.
1: Well, I'm I'm really excited to build solid relationships with all of the folks that want to make you know, the canals be walkable and I'm, um, you know, develop more miles of mountain bike trail and equestrian access, you know, um, I'm just kind of excited to see where the community wants to go and, and how, how I can work to support them. Um, there's so, so much potential here for recreation and we're really lucky to live in such a beautiful place with, it's just superb, you know, world-class access and still kind of have a small feel to, to our communities here. So that was kind of a nebulous answer. It's not, <laughs> I don't have one mark on the target that I, I want to hit at this point, but I'm kind of hoping that the community can help help guide me there. So
0: right. no, I think that's great. That's awesome.
1: I was just going to say, I think if you come back and ask me the same thing in six six more months from now, I'll, I'll say, Hey, we want five more miles of trails here. It'll be kind of more objective, but
0: right. Well, whenever you have those objectives, let us know. Cause then we can do an update. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, um, how do people stay in touch with, with you, your office? Um, how do people stay in touch or just hear about updates? I know you guys are pretty active, more active now on social media. How, how do people stay in touch with you and get updates?
1: Yeah, social media is great. We've got Facebook and Instagram that we're pretty active with. And uh, we have newsletters that are going to be kind of quarterly, I think, or kind of as needed. And um, our website, trails.cashcounty.org, but just look up the trails cache and and you should be able to find us anywhere. Um, And I do want to point people, if you want information from the source, you should call the Logan Ranger District, <laughs> follow their Facebook for updates. They they have more of a pulse on, on what's happening in the forest and it's it's good to go to the source for right. information.
0: Right. That's awesome. Well, Carly, welcome back to the community. Um, you, and we're Chase. we're we're excited to have you here, and excited for all the things that you're working on. And if we can do anything to help, let us know. Um, we love we love uh, you know the work that you do. So, thanks again for There's taking time. time.
1: Thank you, Chase. It is an honor.
0: Thanks for listening to the Highlander podcast. Subscribe and listen for more outdoor stories and content wherever podcasts are found on highlanderbag.com and each Sunday at 4 p.m. on Aggie Radio, 92.3 FM in Cache Valley.